0: Hello and welcome to episode 33 of the Casual Try Hard Podcast. I'm Brian
1: and I'm James
0: and we weren't sure what we we're going to talk about today but then Wizards gave us way more content than we were expecting. Oh yeah
1: they uh had a hand grenade and they pulled the pin and just like threw it in the middle of everybody and ran.
0: Yeah they're like
1: you figure this out. Yeah good luck. So we have a ton of content uh, this episode is probably gonna go a little long we'll see what happens. Yeah. Bear with us. So, if you want to get a hold of us, you can tweet us at Casual Tripod. Yep. Uh, you can hit us up on Facebook, Casual Try Hard MTG. You can also email us at show at casualtryhardmtg.com. And you can check us out on YouTube at Casual Try hard MTG. So, our uh,
0: weekend, mm-hmm. before we get to the bands, was spent at an MCQ on Saturday.
1: Part of it was, yeah.
0: Yeah, not much, not as much as we would have liked. Yeah. So, we drove two and a half hours. To play Hogak. Yep. And win one match between us.
1: Uh, yeah, I beat Fish.
0: I uh, won one game, and that was due to my opponent not de-sideboarding. Oops. Yeah, it was, it was rough. So we yeah. played Hogak, like I said.
1: I think the exact same list, like maybe one card different. Yeah, we were sideboard. pretty close. Yeah.
0: So the thing that we did, it's kind of maybe my fault, was we settled on playing four Assassin's Trophies as our uh, main in our as our main deck removal. Yeah. Partly in case people were like, I'm gonna play main deck ley lines. Right. And it's just a general catch all answer. There were a few times they got stranded in hand.
1: Yeah, I had a couple times where I kinda wish there were something else. And a couple times where like Assassin's Trophy is just too slow, your man is too constrained to yeah. like take a turn off to cast Assassin's Trophy.
0: Yeah. Now in our defense The guy who won the GP.
1: Yeah. uh, Did you see what
0: his list was?
1: It was one of everything, right? Yeah, it was the meme,
0: one of everything in the flex slots. Yeah. So it was like one altar, one fatal push, one lightning axe, one assassin's trophy, one of something else. It was just like, eh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, That's pretty
1: much exactly what he said, too. He came in second at GP Birmingham uh, last week, right? I don't remember. Yeah, Simon Nielsen. Yeah, it's the same guy. okay. And uh, that's pretty much what he said in his interview. Was like those slots just don't matter, so I put one of everything in there. You just sideboard them out anyway, so
2: yeah,
0: yeah. Which I like left my assassin's trophies in and sideboarded in more stuff,
1: yeah. Most of the time, I left them in. I pulled, I shaved on them a couple times, but so obviously it didn't help me.
0: This is something I think we can talk about as maybe a, a learning point, and maybe the best when the best deck isn't the best deck for you, right? Like, I'm competent at playing graveyard strategies yeah that's not gonna matter here in a little bit yeah
1: Uh. (laughs) i've certainly played some graveyard strategies in the past and i felt comfortable enough with like the main lines of the deck but we had a talk on friday where when i played this deck at fnm i made a mistake and you pointed it out and i realized what my mistake was i made that same mistake on saturday yeah so i think like reps had something to do with it we just didn't have the time in And that kind of leads into what you were saying, where sometimes the best deck maybe isn't the best deck for you.
0: Especially when it's had its time, and then everyone starts gunning for it. Right. And I think that we had enough time to play the deck to get good at seeing when we had the A plan of just slam a big Hogak and hope that it's good enough. But we were less apt at seeing, like, when we got pushed off the A plan into, yeah. like, the B or the C plan, to seeing how to properly execute that yeah. and make it work. Mm-hmm. So maybe there was an argument for, you know, sticking with, like, a deck you're more familiar with. Yeah. But the problem is is that contrary to our experiences against Jund, that's yeah. not a great matchup. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: I got. We both got beat by Jund. Yeah. Um. Uh, the Jund player that I played against had main deck Plague Engineer, uh, specifically for the Hogak matchup. Yeah. I'm super comfortable with Jund. That's my jam. Uh, we'll talk about this in a little while, also. But I think I made the comment like immediately after the tournament that had I played Jund with the same matchups, I don't know that I would have had a different record. Yeah. I think my record would have been the
0: same. I mean, my Jund opponent. Uh... Had the Jund formula to success against Hogak, which is I mold to five. Yeah. I had a five land, two spell hand on seven and six. Yeah. And then kept my five and got thought seized and denial spell bomb. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, and then I kept a functional six and he had a ley line. I didn't want to like mold to five again and get blown out by. Yeah. And I was like, well, had the ley line. Because, like, if you had another piece of graveyard hate, like, I probably could have beat it, but yeah. not Leyline. So, yeah, I think that, like, just not having the time to learn those B and C lines and, like, kind of how to maximize your eh hands mm-hmm. uh, hurt. Also, you know, I know that good pros won't talk about being unlucky. Right. But I didn't put my first Hogak on the battlefield until um, round three.
1: Yeah. I think the big thing going around was... Uh frank karsten's uh, article about making a turn to hogak like 60 percent of the time or whatever 60 percent of the time should have happened at some point for each of us in the you know eight games that we played and i didn't see one
0: i i did one turn two hogak and then my
1: i did it two games in a row yeah
0: the first game my opponent fetched and realized he hadn't de so yeah. that game ended and then uh i know you come here for the bad beat story so here yeah. we go <laughs> So I had an Assassin's Trophy in hand. I was on the draw, and my opponent plays Thing in the Ice. Yeah. And I play my land, and I have a choice. Put 15 power on board with my opponent at 15, Mm -hmm. or Assassin's Trophy, Thing in the Ice. Mm -hmm. And I thought about it for a little bit, and I was like, all right. This goes poorly if my opponent's hand is Metamorphose, land spell spell draw a spell right all right and, you know they're on like six cards whatever so like, all right they have to have mana because they don't have the mana to do right to cast four spells and they have to have a land they have to have a land so i was like here's 15 power with the plan being untap kill your thing attack Wait. for 15 yep my opponent goes mana morphos and i was like oh no <laughs> step one Serum Visions, Opt. Okay, I'm going to trigger... I guess I'm going to hold priority. I guess I don't know really how to do this. (laughs) Disrupting Shoal, my own Opt. To be the fourth spell to then flip the thing in the ice and put my 15 power back in my hand.
1: The old three for zero.
0: Yeah, it uh, it was rough. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this is my tournament. I lost to Burn on turn three
1: yeah
0: i was like well these things happen
2: yep
1: i also lost to burn
0: so i think that like the meta game got a little more hostile yeah uh not hostile enough that they didn't put five of the top eight decks of the gp were hogak
1: yeah it was five of the top eight three of the top four and finals was a mirror
0: yeah so i don't think it was the wrong deck choice but we neither one of us have like 60 hours a week on uh magic online to gm uh infinite hogak yeah uh, i mean if you listen
1: to coverage at all ben stark said everybody needs to play 40 hours of mtgo every week
0: was that was did he say that this time
1: he said it multiple times during the limited portion yeah
0: wow doesn't he get paid to stream arena like i'm (laughs) confused i don't know I am confused, but yeah, like there's there's like no way, yeah, sometimes you just gotta like take the l. I don't think it was the wrong deck choice. I just don't think like I think I've played it like three times, yeah, before this weekend and just like at f and m right, so two one, one, two, two one, dumpster fire, yep, uh, Dumpster dumpster fire at the m c q yeah, so. I mean,
1: i had a I think I had two two events at the l g s that we go to um that I went undefeated you know it's small sample size small tournaments yeah. whatever i was comfortable with it i yeah. definitely did you not beat expect me once to, yeah
0: like we were both 2-0 and one of us had to lose the mirror right right and i lost i beat burn but i got lucky and then just got like turn three and turned forward
1: yeah i'm like oh cool definitely wasn't wasn't expecting to end our day at one thirty.
0: yeah one thirty. go get some food go home yeah yeah the tournament was like 100 people Yep, I think last time we kind of looked through our, uh, uh, I looked through my old pictures of yeah. the the final standings, and at the end of the last tournament, there were 130. Like there was 134th place was listed.
1: Yeah, so it doesn't count people that had dropped before that, though, right?
0: Yeah, so anyone that was after 134, yeah, that dropped, uh, didn't yeah. show up.
1: I want to say there was almost 200 people at the last one.
0: Yeah, so Holyak did kind of depress. Yeah. The turnout and just like we were on the way back, the modern event for GP Vegas last year was 2,800 people. Right, and this year it was 1,900 people. Yeah, so there was definitely like a hogak uh, issue. Yep. Yeah, we kind of played what we expected. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, back to that Phoenix, back to that thing in the ice game. Okay. That was game two. Yeah. Game three, I do the thing. I just saw it in the notes here. I thought he's my opponent. I take a thing in the ice. I, like, have a decent board, and my opponent plays... Well, again,
1: you had the choice to kill the thing or put power in play, right? Well, no, was, had I was a...
0: thought seize. I was turn one, thought, seize, take thing. Turn yeah. two, start to build out my board and yeah. get some power. And then turn three, they played... Um, Crackling Drake. Uh, no, uh, Enigma Drake. Oh, okay. Not even the good one. Not even the good one. <laughs> and I then put out a bunch of power, and again, I think it was the same thing. I could yeah. have, like, trophied yeah. it or something. And say go. I'm at 11, and my opponent has like three or four spells in their graveyard. Right. I was like, okay, I'm not going to die. Yeah. Mutagenic growth. Okay. Uh, Teamer battle rage. <laughs> Woo! Uh, yeah, Take. I was like, yeah, you got it. Like, take 14. I was yeah. like, huh. Huh. That's nifty. Yeah. So, yeah, that was like just a microcosm of my weekend. Like, what is the worst possible thing that can happen on this turn? Oh, it did.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, it happened
0: my humans opponent meddling maged me yeah then um vodalk nerd and then deputy attention, uh, deputy attention, and then cast graft cage that was like turn four ouch yeah i was like huh huh so there you go there, there there's brian's bad beat stories uh i'm not bitter i swear
1: <laughs> i don't think i had uh the only bad beat story that I had that I can think of wasn't really a bad beat story. It was what the deck was designed to do. But my Jund opponent in game one, game one, uh, went discard spell, take my uh, uh, Stitcher Supplier. So I said, okay, I didn't have any more one-drops in hand. Turn two, discard spell, take my Seder Wayfinder. Okay, this is getting awkward now. Turn three, Plague Engineer. Yeah. So basically my deck was completely shut off, but... Other than that, like we like we said, the meta was just kind of ready for what we were trying to do, and maybe we didn't see some of the uh, some of the trickier lines.
0: Uh, I kind of contend that we drew in the bottom like ten to twenty percent of our hands. Oh, absolutely. And I I feel like my opponents drew in their top ten to twenty percent of hands a few times. I was just like, I can't do
2: anything.
1: Yeah, my mills definitely had a significant lack of vengevines in them.
0: Yeah. Uh, don't be, don't be my round one opponent When after he beat me 2-0 easy. Just yeah. Went like, oh, so you didn't see him? <laughs> yeah, I didn't see him. Yeah. I, I know I had him in my hand, and I decided not to cast him so you could win burn opponent. I was like, yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, I didn't see him. Didn't see him. Of course I didn't. The big thing that happ- happened on Monday yep. is Wizards uh, had a banned and restricted announcement.
1: Yeah, we're going to talk about the 300-pound Hogak in the room.
0: And... There's what everyone thought would happen. Yep. And then there's like
1: a whole bunch of other stuff. They just
0: went ham. Yeah. It's like it's ridiculous how ham they went. They usually banned like a card. Right. They just were like, let's blow everything up.
1: Oh yeah, wide open. Like I said, they had a hand grenade. They pulled the pin and they threw it.
2: Yeah.
0: We'll start with the one that no one cares about.
1: Yeah. Rampaging Ferocidon is now unbanned in standard.
0: Yeah, but uh not not in best of 1 on arena.
1: And uh not until September 4th on arena.
0: Yeah. There are no paper tournaments. Right. Uh, that play standard, so no one's going to be dinosauring anyone. Right. Their argument was that seemingly that scapeshift just smushes the mono red decks. Yeah. So they needed some way to kind of get mono red decks back at parity. I guess we should say Rampaging Ferocidon, for those of you who haven't ever played oh, it.
1: Yeah, I guess it hasn't been legal since we uh, started doing this podcast. Yeah, it's so.
0: two and a red for a 3-3 dinosaur.
1: With menace?
0: Yes. Yep. And it says whenever a creature comes into play, mm-hmm. Rampaging Ferocidon deals one damage to that creature's controller, so it's a symmetrical effect. Yep. And players can't gain life. Right. Yeah, so like you scapeshift and get like 14 zombies, and you take 14 and then die. Right and you getting like gain life land doesn't lands don't matter because you can't gain life right they were saying that like basically scape shift has pushed red down so we need to make red decks better which i don't know like i think it's kind of funny when like red decks were 20% of the meta you weren't at any point being like how oh, we really need to make these red decks worse
1: yeah I don't know, it's just kind of, like, the timing is kind of funny because, like, nobody cares. No one cares. Like, I've got it in the notes here that the most likely outcome is uh, Crickets.
0: Yeah, No, it's not going to change anything. Yeah. They also said it'll help, like, the, against the Vampires decks because the Vampires decks have a lot of incidental life gain. Yeah. But again, no one cares.
1: Right. Like, who's, other than on Arena, who's playing Standard? And if this doesn't go into effect until September 4th, that's two weeks before Eldraine's going to be on Arena.
0: Yeah, like you're just gonna have like no one's gonna bother with it. Yeah, but it's funny. So, like, but we can say we have one less card on the standard ban list now. Is there any cards on the standard ban mm, list? No, now? I think that was it. Like, they could have taken it off six months ago and maybe yeah. that would have mattered. Yeah, All right. I guess it's another three drop for Gruul or Jun dinosaurs, but yeah. like, I don't know how much that matters.
1: It probably doesn't.
0: That was surprise number one. Mm hmm. They were just like free, free of the Ferocidon.
1: Yep, surprise number two.
0: Well, no, not surprised.
1: Yeah, I was, I was making a joke.
0: Yeah, is uh, is Hogak went away.
1: Yep. Surprised uh, to nobody.
0: Yes, I feel as though uh, it's pretty evident why Hogak went away.
1: Yep, everybody knows it had to go. Everybody was expecting it. That's fine.
0: Now, uh, the second surprise, the real surprise. There's
1: two more surprises. Yes,
0: is they banned Faithful Saluting.
1: Yeah, did not see that one coming.
0: No, I am not pleased with the decision. Yeah. Does anyone want to foil uh modern Dredge deck? Because uh, <laughs> I have one that's unplayable now.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you could still play them in uh, Legacy. Fair. I you will have to get some... Most of the deck is playable in Legacy. have to
0: get some gold. But is the deck really playable in Legacy? Not It really. is legal to be sleeved up right. and, and to go 3-6 in your Legacy uh, GP. Well, I don't know.
1: I mean, Dredge surprises people once in a while.
0: Once in a while. They banned Faithless Looting, and mm-hmm. they said that part of it was that graveyard decks have been super successful yeah recently
1: there's been a lot of faithless looting decks we've also said on the podcast in the past and like also in our you know personal chats and in our group chats or whatever that um we think part of the issue might be that graveyard decks aren't necessarily fun to play against not that they're not fun to play against but people don't like playing against them
0: yes i think i've said on the podcast before i think that they are way more apt to ban a graveyard deck yeah. or a card that enables a graveyard deck yep. than they are to ban anything else. Right. Because I think people complain about the graveyard decks more than they complain about kind of any other kind of deck. Yeah. Either the the feeling that it's unfair or that like, oh, my removal doesn't matter. Right. Whatever. It has a way of pushing out a lot of different strategies. Mm-hmm. But I feel like as a scientist... You have, right? If you have multiple variables in your experiment, you don't like change all of them at once. Yeah, because you
1: don't know which one actually did the thing you were trying to get it to do. Exactly.
0: And so in June, we had Modern Horizons. Right. Which was 250, 300 cards into the modern format.
1: Yep. So that's 250 or 300 knobs? Yes. Yeah.
0: Which, okay, they might not all be knobs, but, Right. right. a bunch of cards. And then one of them was busted. Mm-hmm. And for two months, it's just been Hogak Town.
1: Right. The whole and, format was combating Hogak.
0: Yes. And then to to be like, okay, let's take Hogak out and now let's see what the format does. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to take Hogak out and to take Faithless Looting out. Right. Right. Like maybe there was a way that you could, that there wouldn't be. As oppressive of graveyard decks, and yeah. also the graveyard decks that were, they said there was a lot of Faithless Looting decks. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is you have, is it Phoenix, which is a very different graveyard deck, right? Than Mono Red Phoenix, which is kind of like burn that occasionally throws Phoenixes in the graveyard, and then any kind of like Mardu Pyromancer deck, which yeah. is basically a value deck, yeah, yeah. And then you have Dredge, which is a graveyard like centric deck. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these decks that were faithless looting decks were using faithless to sculpt a hand, get right. rid of bad cards in a matchup.
1: Yeah, just kind of dig. Yeah, and The same like, way like Brainstorms used in Legacy. Yeah,
0: but like incidentally, would just put Arclight Phoenix in their graveyard so they got yeah. some value for it. It's, you know, kind of like putting Lingering Souls in your graveyard. Right. Uh, where you're not really giving up the card, you're getting to cast it again later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just have decided that all those decks. Uh, just kind of got lumped together as faithless looting decks. Yeah, and I understand that it's hard. You can't say like, well, we want to keep faithless looting, but we don't want to have, yeah, you know, these kind of decks. So it's just easier to get rid of faithless. Mm-hmm. But I think that this is the biggest ban in terms of like collateral damage. Absolutely. That I have seen. Well, yeah.
1: How many? How many tier one decks are gone because of this being our announcement?
0: Well, let's see here. we, we made a list. Dredge, which Dredge was tier one before Hogak. Right, Phoenix in all forms.
1: Yep. So two different versions of Phoenix. Two different versions of Phoenix.
0: Mono red Prowess played Faithless Looting. Yep. But um, that was
1: kind of only a deck because Hogak was around though.
0: Yeah, I mean it might still be good. It might be the Pyromancer decks. Yep. Uh, the the like tribal like lightning. Bo- uh,
1: yeah, Ball I mean that, that's not really a tier deck, but I mean, it's a even... neat deck that can't exist now.
0: Yeah, it can't. It can't exist. Like there's yeah. no way for you to put the things in your graveyard. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, my point was just that. So we just rattled off five decks, including Hogak, that were tier one. That are now just gone. That don't exist anymore. Yeah. That is a huge chunk of tier one that's just gone.
0: Yeah. And it just seems like it was a lot to change all at once. Yeah. To not give Modern Horizons a chance to actually impact the format. Yeah. Because it impacted it with one card. And then it was like, oh hey, there are these Urza decks, but they're, you know, forty yeah. percent against Hogak.
1: Yeah, and you know, we gave Renin Six to you guys and Plague Engineer, like stuff to see some play, but not not Hogak numbers.
0: Yeah. So like they just don't know what the format looks like. Right. You know, I I think when I came over here I was like Remember how they talked about all the testing they did of the modern format yeah. with Modern Horizons? Did they test Modern Her- Modern Horizons in a modern format without Faithless Looting? Right. I, I don't think so. I doubt it. Right. So, yeah, I just kind of feel like they, they may have gone too hard. Mm-hmm. Like, I was all for the Hogak ban. Mm-hmm. I think that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think everybody was. Everybody yeah. had already accepted it before the announcement happened.
0: Yeah, but I think the Faithless Looting ban, I think you were saying, like, is it... That they were trying to make a good modern format or because people complained about Phoenix before Hogak. Yeah. They were just like, well, screw it. Yeah. Let's just get rid of everything and you guys start over.
1: Right. Yeah, you guys were clamoring for a faithless band before any of this started. We're making a change to the format. Let's just blow it up. Yeah. A real quick aside before we uh, jump into the next thing here is part of the chatter that I've seen, you know, across various media platforms today has been people that have played, you know, those five decks and maybe not Hogak, but the other four decks in Modern, especially people with a little bit less experience, um, trying to find substitutes for Faithless Looting in whatever deck. Yeah. There isn't one, right? No. So I just want to get out there and, you know, because a lot of our listeners are you know still mostly still new yeah still learning the formats and are coming to us for help i'd kind of like to get out in front of this like phoenix you're not going to play phoenix without faithless looting no. uh don't put cathartic reunion in instead of it it does not support your game plan
0: no it's it's way worse yeah
1: um dredge there's no replacement for it no
0: no like someone in our chat was like what about like citrus supplier i'm like i think citrus supplier is better than some options yeah but, like, without Faithless looting, like, you don't have anything really to do.
1: Yeah, you can't get that deep. Like, yeah. even on your worst dredger, Faithless gets you twice as many cards.
0: Yeah. So, it just doesn't it doesn't do the same thing. Like, it's right. like it would be, so there's not, like, a clean thing yep. there. I think that something to remember is the huge difference between, like, one mana and two mana. Yes. Right? You know, people for the Is It Phoenix groups, I've seen people kicking around, like, Is It Charm? Mm-hmm. Which is blue, red, what is it like, counter target non creature spell unless they pay two, deal two damage to a creature and draw two, discard two. Yeah, you get to pick one of those. You get to pick one of those yeah. three modes. And two mana is way more than one mana. Way
1: more. Right? Like it's twice as many mana. It's
0: twice as many mana. If you think about um preordain, yeah. Blue, scry two, draw a card. Right. Banned.
1: Yes, too good.
0: They just printed so see all possibilities or yep. scour all possibilities. Yep. One in the blue, yep. scry two, draw a card. Yep. Card's fine. Unplayable garbage. R- right, yeah.
1: More than fine. That's unplayable.
0: Yeah. So, like, this it might even have flashback. Like, it might be yeah. better than preordained yeah. if the mana cost was one instead oh, yeah. of two. Yep. Trying to find, like, two mana answers. Yeah, it's not going to work. Right, and like cathartic reunion, there's a big difference between like rummaging, right, discarding, then drawing, then drawing, then discarding. Right, you yeah. have so much more information. You know what yeah. you need to, because right, maybe you discarded a land and a spell, and mm-hmm. you drew two lands, and you would have much rather get rid of the two lands that you just drew, yeah, than the cards you had to get rid of on the front end.
1: Mm-hmm. The other part of that, going back to what you were saying about mana costs, is specifically in Phoenix when you're trying to chain together three spells for phoenix or four spells for thing on the ice or whatever you're trying to do you can't have two mana like unless it's metamorphose that replaces its mana cost you can't have two mana spells in there it just doesn't work
0: yeah you just you have to get to like the the first turn you can really return a phoenix consistently would be like turn four right and like a three two hasty boy on four is
1: oh yeah it's whatever yeah it's fine yeah your opponents already set up whatever engine they got going on it's Probably too late for you to be, be applying pressure.
0: Yeah, I think that there's not clear
1: changes. Yeah. No, I'm not saying that Wizards isn't ever gonna print something that's close or that people aren't gonna try, but um I don't think like just sliding in Cathartic Reunion or Tormenting Voice or whatever you're thinking of sliding in is probably gonna do it. Yeah,
0: I think that the the thing that you have to do and it's hard, is it just be like modern is a new format now. Yes, hundred percent. These old decks these decks that were hit by these bands mm-hmm. no longer exist. Right. Right. You can't like kind of tinker with them to make them. They become something else. They become something else. Yeah. If you, if you try to keep them 90% the same. Yeah. You're not going to be able to get there. Right. Right. There's not enough to save anymore because mm-hmm. the format's going to change drastically. Yeah.
1: Not seeing you can't use, you know, your cards in other places, but yeah,
2: yeah
0: I'm not saying like set them all yeah. on fire, but at the same time, You can't just be like, well, I'm just going to take out these four Faithless Lootings for something, and my deck's going to be as good as it was. Yeah. Now, if you were like us and playing Hogak, you knew those cards were all going away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you you, you knew (laughs) what you signed up for. Yep. All right, and then um, the last big
1: surprise... Big surprise. ...has
0: been something that's been coming for, like, two-plus years, maybe longer?
1: Yeah, I think every single... If you go back and look at price history of this card... Every single time there was a BNR announcement, this card has spiked the weekend before and then plummeted the weekend after.
0: And it really didn't spike this time.
1: It didn't because nobody saw it coming.
0: So they unbanned Stoneforge Mystic. Yeah. So Stoneforge Mystic for the uninitiated, let me grab one off the desk here. Uh huh. Is one in the oh well, Sorry, one in a white. I'm looking at the card. <laughs> one in a white for a one two. So far, you're not worried about it being unbanned, right? Uh, When it comes into play, you get to search your library for an equipment card. That's pretty good. And then for one and a white, you can tap Stoneforge Mystic and put an equipment card from your hand onto the battlefield.
1: That's amazing. That is very good. Yeah. So this uh, little two-mana one-two is both a source of card advantage and mana advantage.
0: Yeah, so the thing that usually gets grabbed with um, Stoneforge is uh, Batterskull, mm-hmm. which is one which is five mana yep. for an equipment that has living weapon, yep. which when it comes into play, it makes a zero zero germ token and, it and attaches, attaches itself. itself. To
1: it. Yep. The equipment gives the creature it's attached to plus four, plus four vigilance and lifelink.
0: Yes. And what if your little germ gets killed?
1: Uh, you can pay three mana to return it to your hand.
0: Yes. And then you just like and it has an equip cost, but has anyone ever equipped that card? No. No. It has an equip cost. I I swear, but yeah. I, no one knows what it is. Yeah. So basically it lets you play like a turn three four four?
1: With Vigilance and Lifelink.
0: Vigilance and Lifelink.
1: Then you would, got the it, tutor up for free.
0: Yeah. I will say though, the number of things that have been played in Modern in the last two years that are bigger than a four four on turn three. Right. Is like super high. Like yeah. Gurmag Angler. Yeah. Go. Cool four four. <laughs>
1: The other thing that gets grabbed with Stoneforge Mystic, though, are the swords. Yes. And, you know, grabbing a batter skull's good, depending on what the format's doing. Grabbing a sword with something to put it on might be better.
0: Yeah, depends on what's going on. Yeah. The The sword that normally gets grabbed is sort of uh, fire and ice. Yep. Uh, when it... C- creature gets plus two, plus two, when it connects...
1: And pro red and blue. Pro red
0: and blue. When it connects, you get to deal two damage to something. Is it and- two
1: damage? I thought it was just lightning bolt.
0: Is it Lightning Bolt? I thought it was two. Whatever. And then you get to draw a card.
1: Also, Sword Feast and Famine is pretty
0: good. Sword of Feast and Famine is like they discard a card and you untap all your lands? Yep. And uh, pro green and black. You know, it's two damage to target creature or player and okay. you draw a card. Which is good. Yeah. Uh, wow. Uh, I just bought one today. Uh, heavy play for $45. Currently, they're listed at $76 on, uh, what's it called? On uh, Goldfish. Yeah. I made sure I bought it from TCG Direct because TCG will send it. Yes, they will. Someone else may <laughs> not be able to find it.
1: Oh, yeah. I don't know where that card went.
0: Yeah, so Stoneforge, I think the hope is is that Stoneforge is going to promote...
1: More fair, longer more games. More fair,
0: longer games where you actually get to play Magic.
1: Yep. So while we're talking about Stoneforge, before we get into breaking down New Modern, what kind of decks do you think stoneforge is going to go into
0: so we were kind of talking about it before we basically have a lot of legacy like death in texas yeah right we have mother of runes and giver of runes mm-hmm. we have thalia yep you have um now you have uh stoneforge mystic Yep. leon and arbiter leon and arbiter to go with like a field of ruin ghost quarter like man Denial package yep so you have all these pieces to, like, kind of port a legacy deck into modern. Mm-hmm. In a similar kind of vein, there could be a, like, a humans-ish strategy that's less taxi, a little more aggressive, that yeah. still plays Stoneforge.
1: Plays more of, like, a disruptive aggro game than mm-hmm.
0: a... Than kind of a lockout, yeah. prison kind of game. I think that you could, and this was the fear with Stoneforge initially, was I think you could see some, like blue white X decks mm-hmm. that they are playing stoneforge plus like Batterskull and another sword. Yeah. And that's how I'm winning the game. Right. Is I'm going to get one of these things.
1: So like a control deck,
0: like, yeah, like a control deck yeah. where you're playing like, you know, Esper control or just guy mm-hmm. control. And like, you've got colonies to win the game, but you mm-hmm. also have the, this six card package. Right. That sometimes will just steal you a game. Right
1: yeah i mean if you get a batter skull down against burn like ggs
0: yeah but you go like stoneforge get my batter skull down path your guy attack yeah right now you're up life you're up you know you you trade it you got rid of a creature like you can get ahead and just kind of hold it together and then like force of negation they're a braid yeah or something and now they're like super far behind
1: yep also, there was a deck floating around just after Modern Horizons that was, like, a Esper Mentor deck mm-hmm. with, like, Unearths and Snapcasters and stuff. Um, I think Stoneforge is a pretty good candidate for that deck also. Yeah,
0: where that deck was more, like, aggro a tempo value kind of thing. Yeah. There could be some new decks. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that, like, it might fit in, like, an Urza yeah. deck where it gets sort of the Meek.
1: Yeah, that was my first thought was it goes right into Urza.
0: Yeah, it, it gets better. Like, you could play, like, three Equipment. One of them being a combo piece. And then you, you know, you have your like a Urza plan, but you also have like, oops, here's my batter skull. Right. Uh, And that might be good enough. Yep. Yeah. There's a few things floating around.
1: And I'm sure that there's going to be new archetypes that are toying around with it also.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I think our question is, you know, is it good enough? I think with a lot of this stuff. Yeah. A lot of times the first thing you can do is you can just start ticking off reasons why this isn't good enough for modern yeah and it's kind of hard to think about like stoneforge not being good enough when it's been good enough in legacy for years yeah there's more removal in modern than there is legacy
1: that sees play yeah yeah
0: that sees play right like most legacy decks have four or six pieces of removal Mm -hmm. and then there's some that just don't play any because they just don't care
1: right they're just like drag racing
0: yeah every modern deck plays some amount of creature removal yeah like, even
1: decks that like really can't afford to play it
0: yeah and like you know jund is just a pile of removal and yep. card advantage there's a question of like is it going to be good enough yeah in that regard like you know you play your one two and it gets lightning bolted and now you're you drew an extra card but if you never get to your fifth land right They didn't really Uh, do you any good. It didn't didn't do you any good. And against Jun, yeah, they have to lightning bolt and they can thought seize your batter skull away. So you two for one then. But, like, if you never hit your land drops or, like, by the time you hit your fourth land, they can get around to thought seizing away your Mm -hmm. thing. Or, like, there's Kolaghan's command. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, cool. Like, you got your batter skull... Yeah, kill
1: I'll let your you, nerd blow up the batter skull? Yeah,
0: I'll let you I'll let you play it and then like we're we're even on resources. Right.
1: Well, actually junk comes out ahead in that cuz it costs less mana to do that.
0: Yeah. So maybe it's not good enough, right? Yeah. Cuz we were saying like don't you just like if you put a batter skull into play against infect, don't you just die? Yeah. You know, my burn opponent killed me on turn 3 without attacking.
1: Yeah, that's insane. I mean, that's a kind of a nut draw for burn too, but
0: I mean, but that's like, that happens. Yeah. And like, Burn's way more played in. I mean, even like, so they, Burn plays more Searing Blazes. Yeah. And you're like, go get my Batter Skull. And they're like, land Searing Blazer guy. Yeah. Lightning Bolt, Lightning Bolt, Lightning Bolt. Cool. I guess, I guess we're done here. Yep. Right. So, like, there, it could be, it's kind of like Jace, like, the, everyone was afraid that Jace was going to, like, take over the format. Right. And, Jace is in like one deck that's good ish.
1: Sometimes, sometimes comes and goes,
0: right? But like, you have to really lean on like building a deck that lets you get to Jace, right? Yeah. It's a pile of removal and a Jace.
1: The flip side of this, though, is if we're building a modern format that wants to play a longer game, and you know, you're where you're incentivized to play things like Stoneforge Mystic, Jace gets a lot better.
0: It does. It does if you're playing like a, a slow, grindy format where yeah. like you get to get to turn four consistently. Yeah. And you know that if you tap out you're going to untap on turn five. Right. Yeah, then Jace is really good. Yeah. Right. I mean and Jace is a clean clean in air quotes answer to like Batterskull. Like right. your opponent puts Batterskull into play and you go like Jace, down chick Jace, bounce the germ. Right. Then they're stuck with a better skull in play. Yeah, isn't batter, I think isn't better skulls equipped cost like five. Yeah, I think so. It's a lot. Yeah. So, like, it's not like they're just going to, like, throw it on their Stoneforge mystic. Yeah. Right? They're just like, oh, I guess I got stuck with, now I just have this thing I can't do. I yeah. can't use. It'll be interesting if slowing down the format does, you know, if it, this does what they think it's going to do, which yeah. is slow it down. It bothers me, though, like, that they've kind of, I kind of feel like they've decided modern needs to look more like standard.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I 100% agree with the, the direction that... Right,
0: like, they, they're trying to make it, like, an attacking and blocking format. Yeah. I mean, they've basically banned all the graveyard decks out of the format. Yeah. So, like, that's just a zone that you're not going to really get to interact with. And there's really not a lot of combo decks. Yeah. Right, like, there's Storm, but, like, Storm has a god-awful humans matchup. Yeah. So you can't you can't do that. Are there any other like combo a decks?
1: Um, neo brand.
0: Again, okay, neo, neo brand. But if Jun is yeah. like the the ooh, yeah, that
1: card that deck just loses to a discard spell.
0: Like yeah, every single time. Yeah. Like hey, I'm on the play, I get to win. Oh hey, I'm on yeah. the draw, I don't get to win. Whoops. Like I feel like they've taken a lot of like that element out. Yeah. And I think that that goes back to those are the things people complain about. Yeah. Right, people complain that, like, oh, I sat down to play Modern and I got, like, turn 2'd. Right. Yes. 100% you got turn 2'd. But, like, that happens 20% of the time someone gets turn 2'd. Right? It happened to you twice. That's Mm -hmm. super unlucky. That's not a reason to, like, ban the deck. Right. But I mean, Infect can turn 2. Yeah, but I think people dwell on, like, the bad beat, like, oh, I didn't get to play. Yeah. And they forget about the times where they're like Nia brand opponent, like
1: fizzled and you just squished them and then you yeah, never thought the, about it again.
0: Like, oh, they drew 21 and they didn't hit a nourishing shoal. Yeah. Okay, they died. Yeah. Or, oh, I thought Seized them and the game ended. Right. Like, no one's like, oh, yeah, the deck's awful. They just yeah. remember the times they get like, oh, I didn't even get to play. Right. And it's like, yeah, but like. Sixty percent of the time, that person doesn't get to play. Yeah, and they, they registered the deck. <laughs> yeah, they were like, "I am, I am in for sixty percent of the time not playing, because twenty percent of the time, I'm gonna feel like a god." <laughs> right. So, I just think that they're the like the combo decks slash graveyard decks are the are the decks that are really gonna suffer. Yeah. Especially with like, them trying to like build a modern format as mm-hmm. opposed to letting the format kind of take figure care of itself its, out figure itself out. Yeah. Right. Because I mean. Maybe we find out that without Hogak, like Renin Six makes it so you can't play fill in the blank deck. Right. Right. Like, oh can't play Dredge because we can't play enough basics and they just ghost quarter us out of the game with Ren and Six. Right. Uh, or just like, you know, a little bit of graveyard interaction takes care of it. Right. Or, you know, Storm's unplayable because of humans. Like People were talking about like banning Storm. Yeah. a point two years ago or something. Yeah, definitely and definitely
1: didn't have to do that. The yeah. Problem sorted itself out.
0: Yeah, I kinda I think it's funny. Like uh Aaron Forsyth tweeted in January mm-hmm. that like, oh, like the blue white control decks have a really high win percentage. Yeah. We can't unban Stoneforge Mystic into this. And he's like, people keep telling me that this tweet didn't age well. And, you know, things change over the course of, like, six months. It's like, okay, so let me see if I got this straight. Yeah. We had a chunk where blue-white control was too good, can't have Stoneforge.
1: Well, even when even when blue-white was too good, you can't have Stoneforge, like, nobody was calling for blue-white control bans.
0: Exactly. Then you have, like, six months Yeah. where Faithless Looting decks are really good. Mm-hmm. Less band Faithless Looting. Then right. you have two months where you guys messed up. Yeah. And then the end result of that is, you know, let's ban Faithless looting because there have been way too many graveyard decks recently.
1: Yeah, and oh, yeah, blue-white's not good enough, so here's Stoneforge too.
0: Yeah. Uh, I did point out uh, before we started that uh, Narset gets a batter Batterskull.
1: It sure does. Narset gets a Sword. Yeah.
0: Right? It's like, in January, blue-white decks were too good. Here's Narset, Little Teferi, and Stoneforge Mystic.
1: Have fun with that. Have
0: fun like, oh, okay. <laughs> so it just, it just seems like, like on one hand, magic changes. Yeah. So we don't have to make this, like, rat, we can make this, do this change that we didn't think we could do in January. And it's yeah. like, okay, like, what if you wait three weeks? Yeah. And then Eldrain comes out, and then, like, we've all run to some new non-faithless looting thing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, it's just funny. It seems like they, they decided that they wanted Modern to be about, like, attacking and blocking. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, let's attack and block. And it's like, okay, but I get to do that in standard. Right. I get to, like, attack and block in standard. So do I have to also attack and block in modern, like, the exact same way? (laughs) Yeah. Like, this doesn't seem like it's not a varied experience. Yeah.
1: No, I agree, man. And, you know, we've talked about bands on the show a bunch already. Yes. And I think we have both – we both have the same point of view, and we've, you know, expressed it multiple times that – we are both in favor of letting the format sort itself out.
0: And if it can't...
1: Yeah, then you do something. Yeah, Then you ban Hogak. You don't blow everything up all at once yeah. and see where the fallout right, lies. Right, like, if
0: you wanted to, like, ban Hogak, unban Stoneforge. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. I think that that is reasonable.
1: Yeah, that's probably fine because, like, you knew what Modern was like before Hogak. Like, even if you didn't know the rest of Modern Horizons, you knew what Modern was like before Hogak. And... If Stoneforge was okay then, like, sure, you know, Modern Horizons is going to change that, but it's probably okay now. Yeah. But, yeah, to, you know, ban half of Tier 1 out of existence at the same point while you're, you know, unbanning potentially three or four more archetypes, like, that sounds dangerous.
0: Oh, uh, before we go on, we did mention that Stoneforge didn't go up before the ban. Yeah. Stoneforge Mystic went from, like, 20 to $30 To 75?
1: Yeah. So right before you came over, um, I hopped on eBay because I have three GP promo stone sitting in front of me that I need to make disappear. Uh, So I hopped on eBay to see what they're going for. And searching sold listings, the whole first page were listings from today. I didn't go past the first page. There are more than 50 that have sold today at more than $75.
2: Yeah
0: and a lot of the cards around stoneforge batter skull yeah and uh i got a sword of fire and ice for 45 and they're 75 now yeah like right after the ban i immediately went on tcg and tried to find one yeah and got one because that was like the sword i know that you get that i was missing yeah now will i ever
1: play this sword i don't know I will probably never sleeve up a deck with Stoneforge in it, so I am getting rid of these Stoneforges. I have
0: two Worldwake ones yeah. uh, and four GP promo ones, so yeah. two Worldwake ones are going to go by us. Yep. Uh, Thank you,
1: Wizards, for $250 that I will turn into a Mox Diamond.
0: Yes. So what are what are things that may get played afterwards? So yeah. we already talked about like the Stoneforge decks.
1: Yep. Um, we talked about some of the collateral damage already, the, yeah. some of the decks that no longer exist. I think John's great. Surprise, yeah. surprise. Mm-hmm. It was good before this ban. Ren and Six gave it a huge shot in the arm, as did, like we said, Collector Oof, Plague Engineer. They're great additions for the deck. It's probably, arguably, in a better spot after this announcement. If Wizards is promoting longer, more interactive, mid rangey games, like, that's what John wants to do. That's yes. the only thing that it wants to do. Stone Forge is... I'm gonna guess a pretty good matchup for John like any of the iterations
0: yeah probably because you're just a pile of removal spells that kills all their dumb creatures that can put on a sword
1: yeah and like the absolute best spell in modern to retrace with a Ren and six alt is Culligan's command yeah and that just so happens to kill a stone forge and a batter skull or a sword of fire and ice or whatever you tutored up with it like, you're not going to be unhappy to play more copies of Call Command. No. So I think Jun's in a really, really good spot. Hogak and Faithless looting leaving, slow the format down, let Jun give a little bit more time to build up and enact its game plan. It also lets you cut some of the graveyard hate out of the sideboard, which frees up slots to take care of whatever else is coming. Another reason why Jund is so good is it is way more of a 75-card deck than most decks are, and its sideboard is really important to... Like, it's game plan. Yeah. Like, those flex slots are super important. And by, you know, freeing up five to seven slots in your graveyard by getting rid of all the graveyard hate that you had to run in the last two months lets you, you know, go up on Culligan's Command, shenanigans, Ancient Grudge, Shatterstorm, like, whatever else you need to to combat, you know, the Forge or Warza decks that are coming up. So I think Jun should be in a really good spot. Tarmogoyves are cheap right now.
0: They are, like... Cheap being, like, are they, like, $40? They're, like, 40 bucks, yeah. Which I know that doesn't sound cheap, but there was definitely...
1: Uh, they were, like, 150 when I bought them, so that's cheap.
0: <laughs> yeah, I got mine for, like, 80
1: Yeah. So they are cheap. I know the rest of the deck's not super inexpensive, but if you're thinking, you know, Jund might be up your alley, I would highly suggest at least picking up Goyfs while they're cheap.
0: Yeah, and you can, like, work your way up to the rest of the car that yeah. is that deck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we already said that... Uh, the Urza deck might want to be blue-white. Some of them already are, are already playing Little Teferi. Right. So there are already some that have white in them.
1: Yeah, and if you're like Esper, that makes the Manor better f- better for Thopter uh, Foundry, right?
0: Yeah. So that that is an option. Yeah. We have humans here, but I think that might just be like a white disruptive, white-blue, white, blue, yeah. white uh, Esper-like disruptive deck because you could see a deck where you have Stoneforge uh, meddling mage and kite silver right as like your like disruptive package
1: mm-hmm. and you don't really need like the um the mantis rider like fellow's lieutenant package because like stone forge on her like she's good enough to apply pressure
0: yeah and so you, you lose some of the human synergies yeah your mana probably gets better so you can actually play
1: spells right you know you're not relying on just etb effects from your creatures
0: yeah and so you have this this, like, disruptive element, you still get mm-hmm. Thalia, Meddling Mage, those kind of things. Yep. And then you have Stoneforge to be your clock. Yep. So those are decks that might, like, rise up.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I'm not saying that humans, like, in the form that it exists right now is going to go completely away. Like, the deck is still good. Yeah. I just, I'm not sure, like, what advantages. I'd have to see how people start building these Stoneforge decks to see, like, what advantages one has over the other. You know what I mean? Yes. Um
0: then we have Phoenix. We yeah. think Phoenix is probably as currently constructed is gonna go away.
1: Yeah, the um the only thought because we have some friends of ours that really like this archetype. And the only thing that I was thinking was maybe like kinda like we said before, you can't really replace Faithless Looting. So the deck, like as it exists right now, probably leaves. But like Blue Moon has kind of been a fringe strategy in the past. Yeah. And like when Twin was around Like, Twin was played a similar game plan, like, up until when it comboed to what uh, Phoenix does and what, like, Blue Moon wanted to do. So, like, maybe there's a world where you, like Jace Vryn's Prodigy, and play Blood Moon and kind of turn it into that style deck. Yeah,
0: so Blue Moon was, like, a blue-red tempo deck that would get a lot of percentage points from being able to play... Blood Moon. Yeah. So they would play like a lot of blue red duels that would turn into mountains, but they'd play a ton of islands. Right. So they could play Cryptic Command and stuff. So Blue Moon was just is a blue deck yeah. effectively that plays Blood Moon. Yep. So yeah. So like you might get to keep the cantrips and the removal, mm-hmm. and maybe you're an Aria of Flame. Yeah. Blood Moon deck. Mm-hmm. But like I don't think it's gonna keep the same like Phoenix package. Like those cards yeah. might go away. And it might become like a blue red tempo control deck as opposed yeah. to you know a blue red tempo control deck that doesn't sometimes like put six hasty power on the board on turn two.
1: Well, I mean I don't think that's it, it, not gonna be turn two, but I don't think that's completely out of the question with Jace. Like that's why I specifically mentioned Jace Friends Prodigy. Yeah. Cause like he can loot away your Phoenixes. Whereas like when you are Faithless, you gotta have him in your hand, like to them. Yeah. Like Jace can do that over a turn or two, or over yes, a couple turns. True. And then when he flips like he you, buys you yeah, so you like Manamorphose, uh use Jace to give your Mana flashback, manamorphos. Now you've gone two cards deep, you gotta find a card that you already have two mana for. Like, I mean it's gonna be pretty easy to Yeah,
0: true. It's gonna be slower. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna it's be, a, gonna be slower. It's gonna be slower yeah. and a little more fragile. Yeah. But if you're like okay with that, like mm-hmm. that could be someplace that you go, but it is going to play very differently.
2: Yeah.
1: And I think that um like like I had I had mentioned in chat earlier that um Blood Moon gets better when the games go longer too. Yeah, because um,
0: you're, you're getting more out of your Blood Moon. You're blanking more cards.
1: Yeah, I mean if the game ends on turn three, like your Blood Moon probably didn't do a whole lot. Yeah. But you know if the game ends on turn four or five, like your Blood Moon probably shut them out for two turns. Yeah. Like slower games, more mid rangey games tend to have more complex mana bases. Also, like Jund, Grixis, Jeskai, whatever, they all play a whole bunch of non basics and not very many basics. So blood moon, you know, gets way better in those yeah, circumstances. Yeah, like three
0: three color stone forged decks. Yeah. Like, would just get locked out because they're gonna be blue, white, probably black or yeah, maybe red. But they're gonna like they might get just locked out of games. Yeah. So yeah, so blood moon could go a long way. Yep. Now we have Grixis Shadow, but I think we could just kind of throw, like, generally,
1: like... All the Shadows all together. The, all,
0: the, all the Shadows together. Yeah, so
1: right now there's Grixis Shadow, Mardu's Shadow, and I think Jun Shadow's still kicking around, like, on the fringes.
0: Yeah, the Traverse Shadow yeah. decks. Right, again, like, Death Shadow is just, like, a cheap big threat. Yep. And, you know, if your opponent plays, like, a 4-4, and you play, like, a 6-6... Yep. You win that exchange, you're, like...
1: Especially when you left mana up to interact
0: yeah, or they like attack attack you for four, and you're like, oh I, like, yeah. Yeah. Now, now my guy's four bigger. You can't ever attack again.
1: Yeah. So I think Shadow gets better.
0: Yeah, agreed. And you have here that like it gets to play Cola, Grixis versions, you get to play Colagon's Command, which helps dig you. Uh well. And Mardu as well gets to play Cola
1: and Jund. So like all of those Jund. Uh, yeah, all they of all those get to variants. like play
0: Kolagun's Command to help uh, yeah. dig you your card advantage back from yep. Stoneforge. Yep. I think another deck that gets better we don't have on here. It's not like a new deck, but Tron.
1: Yeah, I didn't put Tron on here because I like to pretend Tron doesn't exist. Nobody plays Tron in our store, so yeah.
0: But like the London Mulligan combined with yeah, you're not gonna have this these Hogak decks that are super fast, right? And you're not gonna have all these other decks in the format that are trying to like yeah race.
1: We should we should also take a quick. Minute to remind everybody that Tron won the last mythic championship. Yes. Where Hogak was the most played deck. Yes. So just now, keep that in the back of your mind. It
0: it also had to, you know, play ley lines it could never cast. Right. But true. So I mean, it was a good deck Yeah, three weeks ago. Yep. And, you know, if the format moves to more mid rangey stuff and they're just yeah. like Turn 3 Karn, which I get to do more consistently because... Because of the Mulligan Rule. Of uh, the Mulligan Rule. Yeah. Right, that's going to be a deck that's going to be around... Yep. Uh, we'll probably skip some modern metagame stuff for a while because it's just going to be like a mess. There's not going to really be a meta game.
1: Yeah, like the, the metagame's going to work to shake itself out over the next couple weeks and then we get Throne of Eldraine. Yeah. So, like, we'll have... We'll be talking about Throne of Eldraine for, you know, Standard or whatever, Um, So maybe after Eldraine drops, we can circle back and talk more about the modern metagame.
0: Yeah, I think until Eldraine comes out, uh, I think there's going to be, like, kind of two things going on in modern. Yeah. Everyone retreating back to the decks that were good three or four months ago and playing those. And then people playing good to awful Stoneforge decks. Yeah. Trying to figure out what is actually, like, great. Yeah. But there's going to be a lot of, like, eh, Stoneforge decks running around for yep. a while. The same thing happened in Legacy when they banned uh, Delver, of Sec- not Delver of Secrets – Delver of Secrets – Deathrite Shaman.
1: Deathrite Shaman, yep.
0: Right. Everyone was like, well, what's the most? what's been the most powerful deck forever? And it's like, oh, Sneak and Show. So everyone played Sneak and Show for, yeah. like, a month or two. Until the format figured itself out. And so it figured and- itself out. And they're like, okay, now I know what I can do. Yep. I can start playing other things. But everyone was like, well, what was good before? And we yep. just kind of came back. I agree. So – if you missed out on having random stone forges like laying around in your life, yeah, what are some other cards we could maybe look to, maybe get in now before mm. the format sorts itself out that we might be able to maybe make a quick buck on?
1: So maybe to afford your stone forges, maybe, yeah, maybe <laughs> so
0: you can get some stone forges.
1: Uh, the first thing that I have is, I mean, they're not super cheap right now, but if stone forge sees play, they're going to go up because it is the best answer for stone forge. And that's Calligan's Command.
2: Yeah, what are they? Are they like fifteen or twenty dollars? Yeah, I think colors? they're like
1: fifteen bucks, something like that. Yeah. And they only have one printing. Um, Dragons wasn't printed as much as Cons was. No, because Cons had fetches, Dragons didn't. Um, it wasn't opened as much. So I would expect the, uh, you know, even for like a standard legal set or whatever, the supply is probably going to be less than the sets around it. It was a good card before the ban. It's going to be a better card after the ban. A whole bunch of decks get to play it. So Culligan's Command is definitely one that I think probably goes to at least 25 bucks, if not more. Another one that is really cheap right now that we'll probably see play because of the Stoneforge unban, uh, I think, is the new Red Black Sword, the Sword of Sinew and Steel Yeah. uh, For Modern Horizons. It was the one that people were making fun of.
0: I think the blue white one's even more making fun of, but yes, they were both pretty bad.
1: Well, people, were, I remember people specifically making fun of this one, saying, "Oh, yeah. you know, pl- targeted planeswalker hate, like that's super random or whatever." Well, if the format's in a place where you know it's slowing down and playing grandier games, decks like Jund are good. Uh, blue whites, if blue whites good, they play a bunch of planeswalkers, um, like being able to randomly snipe a planeswalker out, having protection from the two most removal-heavy colors in the game. That's pretty good.
0: Yeah. And I mean, the germ token that a batter skull makes is black. It is. So if you have pro black, the germ can't block. Right. You deal damage and you blow up their batter skull. You're right. So it's it's a way to like answer that. You yeah. You will get someone early at your like modern FNM when they like tap their stone forge and put in their batter skull and you're just like, yeah, you can't block it, blow up your batter skull. Yeah. Th- that'll happen exactly one time. <laughs> But you will win that game.
1: Because nobody actually has the black germ token, so you just kind of forget that it's black.
0: Yeah. Um, Also, uh, a thing to know with Stoneforge going forward, right? Let's say you have Kolagons Command, Mm -hmm. and you know their last card is Batterskull. Right. You can let them activate Stoneforge. Yeah. With the trigger on the stack, kill their Stoneforge and have them discard a card. Right. And they had to pay their two mana... They didn't even like get away to de- like they didn't even get their creature to come into play and you could yeah. have them discard it. So like with the trigger mm-hmm. on the stack, yep. you can just make them get rid of it.
1: Yep. that's especially important if they have mana up where they could return the better skull to hand. Yeah. Because Call Against command lets you blow up an artifact too. Yeah. Uh, so, but if they have mana up then Yeah, like late in the game, like yeah. they have
0: like seven mana or something, right? Yep. So, we thought maybe Silent Clearing if the Stoneforge decks are like Esperish.
1: Yeah, the uh, Silent Clearing is the black white Horizon Land. Yeah. Um, and I think it's the cheapest.
0: It was like $10. Yeah. Maybe 8 to $10. And the other white Horizon Land that was printed was Sunbaked Canyon, yeah, which, which is white red. Yep. Which I don't think that these decks are going to be white red.
1: You don't think that uh, Mardu, Mardu Stoneforge Mystic is a deck?
0: I mean, prove me wrong. I, d- yeah. I don't. I don't see it. I mean, if you had Faithful Student to like loot it away. Oh, and, like, here we play, go again. <laughs> and then play on Earth to get back your Stone Forge Mystic. Yeah, woo! But uh, we don't. You know, we don't have that. Yep. Force of Vigor.
1: I think is still like criminally cheap, right? It's like Five dollars or something. Yeah, the card's great.
0: Yeah, Force of Vigor as just a way to um, answer. Like artifacts mm-hmm. just in general. Yeah. Is gonna be this good. goes
1: for the Wurza decks and for the Stoneforge decks, as well as like I said, if this blue moon thing is a thing, you can force a vigor, blow up their blood moon.
0: And then get to play magic again. Yep. Collector Oof
1: mm-hmm. is gonna be big against the Wurza decks.
0: Yep. And again, I think they're like Five or six dollars. I don't think they're super expensive.
1: Yep. It also shuts off like all the equip costs for equipment.
0: Yeah. So they even if they put in like a sort of fire and ice, you play your collector oof, and then they just didn't get to do anything.
1: Right. Uh. It shut. It also shuts off the bounce from batter skull. Yes. So
0: icing Quaddle, This is um different. It's more of a hedge on if you think the format's going to go fair. Mm-hmm. This is a very good fair card.
1: It's a great fair card.
0: Right. Like. Build your own baleful strix mm-hmm. is probably good enough if the format slows down. I agree. So at three dollars, it's a card that could see a lot more play mm-hmm. and go up in value. What are uh, what are foils? I don't know. They're they're shiny cards. Is what foils are. <laughs> Thanks. Sure, no problem.
1: I wasn't sure how reasonable they were.
0: That that is a hard hitting analysis from me. <laughs> Woo! Uh, while while we're looking to see how much uh, foils are. Another card uh, that might get rewarded with more fair magic creature-based stuff mm-hmm. is uh, Dead of Winter. Yeah. You can build your own Toxic Deluge. Right. And it might be good enough if like Wizards is promoting a bunch of creature grindfests.
1: Yep. So Foil, Ice Fang, are $16. Okay. Maybe okay. not speckable.
0: I don't know if we're going to get in on those. Yeah. I was thinking Plague Engineer. We've already talked about how good Plague Engineer is. They're yeah. up to like $8 to $10. Yeah. They're not super cheap, but, like, that might be a card. Maybe if you, you know, want to spec slash yeah. just have them. Yeah. Could be good just because, you know, against, like, an Urza deck, you just mm-hmm. name Thopter. Right. And they can't make their Thopters. Or uh, so, like, it turns off Sword of the Meek. Mm-hmm. I guess the sword comes back, but they just, like, yeah. in- infinitely, like, I want to no, know because the trigger goes on the stack, the creature goes away, and there's nothing to equip it to. So I don't know if it comes back.
1: I'm not sure. We'll have to figure that out.
0: Yeah. But it kills a bunch of one, yeah. one thopters. They can't yeah. then just they can't like go infinite. Yeah. They can't sack the sword and yeah. do it again. So that's good. And then if you want to take a bet, I was looking these up as we were talking. If you want to take a bet on like death and taxes, like mono white uh, or like, you know, white, blue, white, green, aggressive yeah. decks. Yeah. Lean in arbiters are $2.
1: Oh, wow, I didn't realize they were that cheap.
0: Uh, Mirror and Crusaders yeah. are buck fifty. Wow. Mirror and Crusader, one white-white for a 2-2, mm-hmm. pro-black, pro-green. Yep. If you throw a Sword of Fire and Ice on it, it's pro-Jund.
1: It sure is. And then Jund dies. Well, I mean, you still have Lily, but...
0: I'm assuming in yeah. your, like, white creature deck, you have more than <laughs> just one creature. Yeah. Right? So that could be a card if you think that those are going to be... Like lean and arbiters, even the original printing sheet. It was just printed in uh, the most recent com- um, Commander Seventeen. Yeah, that could be a card that if you think that uh, you're going to
1: go uh, after like a Death and Texas strategy. Yeah, if that if you think that yeah.
0: kind of strategy is going to like rise up, yeah. it doesn't synergize great with Stone Forge because it says you have to pay two to search. Everyone has right. to pay two to search their library. Yeah. But it does like stop your opponent from fetching and things mm-hmm. like that. So it could so, be good.
1: I was just thinking to myself, wow, I didn't realize these cards were so cheap. Why don't I own them already? They're white. And then I remember they're white, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think I own like eight Leon Arbiters. Yeah. Because I was like, well, this card's cheap and like might see play. So I just bought some. Yeah. So yeah, so there are these like... I think I still have Mirror and Crusaders. I might get rid of them. I should check. But there are some cards that maybe if some white creature-based strategy becomes playable, that there are some white creature-based creatures yeah. that could be playable yeah, and that then, aren't now.
1: If they are... You know, that's super specable if they're, yeah, they're like, sub-$2. Yeah.
0: So, like, the original Scars of Mirrodin Lean and Arbiters are $2.82. Yeah. And the... The two Commander 2017 ones are two sixty. Yeah. So... Right, you, you. Know, there might be a spot there where if those decks get good, mm-hmm. that those become eight dollar cards. Yeah, yeah. So modern is gonna be in a weird place. Like, it is I, gonna be in a weird place. It's not gonna look like anything since I've been playing modern. Yeah, like it's just not. It's yeah. just gonna be a totally different format. Mm-hmm. And not just because like, right? Yes, because faithless looting's gone. But it just feels like wizards has come in and said we want the we games want you, you to play. interact we want you to play the games this way yeah i guess another deck there's not like a lot of like spec potential mm-hmm. right but like if you're thinking about like ways for the format to be fast because mm-hmm. modern's always the fast format yeah right is if tron's good then in fact yeah and affinity are good right right not like hardened scales affinity like actual old affinity. School cranial plating yeah affinity gets really good yeah right i mean they take a hit if jund is good right but if tron is good jund isn't good right so well it's kind of
1: like the vicious circle right yeah like tron beats Jund. Jund beats blue white blue white beats tron it just goes in a circle
0: yes yeah uh does blue white beat tron i thought blue white like the reason i thought they blue did I thought the reason that Blue-White played, like, Spreading Seas and Field of Ruin is because Tron's a god-awful matchup. Yeah. Because, like, it's one of those things, it's kind of like Jund, yeah. where Jund's trying to one-for-one them, and then, like, my top decks are going to be better, and you're like, I top-decked to Jace, and they're like, well, I top-decked an Ulamog, and I'm going to exile your things. Or, yeah, like, I mean, I U- t- top
1: Ulamog's decked- a beating, but, like, you know, Logic, not your Karn, like, that's fine. Yeah. Like, uh, but- Swords, your worm Coil, that's fine.
0: But, like, eventually, like, the yeah. turn you don't have yeah, the Karn... You don't have the Logic Nard or the Cryptic, and the Karn resolves, and you're just like, oh, no. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, there's... You do have, like, the, like, John gets beat up on by Tron. Tron yeah. gets beat up on by the aggressive creature yeah. decks, and John eats the aggressive creature decks, and you right. get back to this, like, rock-paper-scissory kind of world yeah. that has been modern forever. Mm-hmm. And I think it might turn modern... Like, modern recently has been a super like cyborg heavy format yeah and that it's all graveyard but it, now right. it might turn into more of like the the way modern used to be right where it was like oh people cut their uh stony silences because affinity hasn't done good and time like to play affinity three Infinity. weeks and then like affinity wins the tournament and yeah. everyone goes up to like four stony silences yeah and then Affinity never wins yeah. and then we turn around and we go oh if it is not good now. Yeah. Right. So it's, it might turn into that thing where like decks pop their head up because people forget about
1: them for mm-hmm. a week. So we're playing whack a in modern.
0: Yeah. But it will be very different. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be super weird to just like have the only graveyard deck be like living end.
1: Yeah. That's bizarre. Like, it's weird that that's the graveyard deck that survived. Right.
0: Yeah. Like it, there's no other graveyard deck that exists. Right. Right. Because they all were Faithless looting decks. Yeah. Right, like Charter Course, isn't
1: no yeah a
0: replacement. Not... Like, there's not a replacement for it. Yeah, so yeah, it's kind
1: of sh- kind of a shame. I, I really wanted to play Grishol Brand in a tournament.
0: Yeah, there's also that's another deck that just can't yeah. be a thing. Right, like yeah, like I have like Goryeo's Vengeance. Like Goryeo's like Goria's Vengeance has been shadow banned. Yeah. Right, unless you like play like, remember the awful version that played like Jace Vengeance Prodigy. Yeah. <laughs> like that deck was so bad. Yeah. But I guess, like, uh, ooh, get in on Obsidot Ghost Council now. Okay. One, I'm pretty sure they're cheap. Oh, but, they're super cheap. But the, the Esper uh, uh, Gorio's Vengeance Oh, sex, yeah. Right, you discard Obsidat, then you bring it back with Gorio's Vengeance, and then you stack the triggers that Obsidot exiles yeah. itself. Yeah. So then you just have an Obsidian Ghost Council right. on turn three. Yeah. Uh how you get
1: in your yard though.
0: Jace and Charter Course. Oh, okay. It used to just be Jace. Okay. Like I lost to that deck like a year and a half ago, <laughs> two years ago. But like that was that was like the that was one of the Goryeos Vengeance, that's the yeah. Goryeo's Vengeance deck that doesn't play
1: Faithless. Faithless. Uh Gorio's Vengeances are cheap right now too.
0: Yeah, I mean that's a card that
1: they were just reprinted in Ultimate Masters. Yeah,
0: that's a card that shouldn't be cheap. Yeah. Uh let's look. Coria's Vengeance. How much are you? From Betrayers? they're $12. Oh, my God. They're $12? Yeah. They were, like, $50. Yeah. Like, I got mine for 5 and felt like a genius. Like yeah. ch- Like, they were $25 in March or something, $21 in March. Yep. And that's the old printing, so the new printing must be, like, super cheap. Yeah.
1: They are super cheap. So, if you
0: want to do, like, a g- degenerate thing, like, that might be, like, Obsidot, Ghost Council Times, the new printing is $6. Yep. So, that could be your, like thing
1: to do Jace's aren't cheap though are they not no they're like 40 bucks I mean they're not super bad but
0: oh my god okay for a card that sees no play anywhere yeah good job wizards last thing we have is arena Mm mhm right big change
1: from band (laughs) um oh I lied Jace is only 23 bucks
0: okay so the arena stuff most of our play was in diamond Mm mhm uh, I think it was 40-something games in Diamond. 47. Mm-hmm. Out of, I think we had 125, 129 games overall. 129 games overall. So about a third of them were in Diamond. Yeah. And again, no matter how hard I try, off-meta is still like 25%. Yeah. But here's the time where Vampires was the top deck. Vampires was 23% of the metagame. Wow. So Vamp- That's Hogek numbers. Yeah, Vampires and off-meta were the same. Yeah. Right, and then next was ban or Simic ramp at mm-hmm. like fifteen percent, and then elementals at thirteen. Okay. So this like was starting to reflect the meta game that everyone says existed. Yeah. But I also don't.
1: What um, was cut this at?
0: I don't know. I don't think it was on the list. But I know I so played. So it was it, off meta. It was off meta. I've not played against it. I think a couple people have. Mm-hmm. I think Ken had it yeah. down but I haven't seen it Okay. which I think is super weird
1: yeah well it's mythic heavy there's a lot of mythics in that. there's deck. a
0: lot of mythics and like if you didn't have like mox ambers maybe you right. don't want to like get your mox ambers for a couple weeks right like I already had mox ambers because I tried to play the original esper version of the deck yeah with uh rona which because of the interface doesn't work well on arena yeah because you never knew which rona was the new rona
1: I think they fixed that though didn't they
0: I haven't played it since. So I, I just. Know I know I, they
1: fixed it with Planeswalkers. Like they gray the old one out when the new okay. one's coming in, so you know which one to pick. Yeah,
0: like I, I picked the wrong Rona so many times. I was like, I just can't play this deck. Yeah, I'm not smart enough. And then Platinum, we had 66 games. So I guess I was wrong. I guess we had more games in Platinum. So we had a new a new person. A good old Thack uh, Daddy.
1: Yeah, Thack Daddy. Thack
0: Daddy, three thousand. <laughs> not for now. The old two thousand uh, model. The three thousand. The future model. That's right. Got in there and was playing some Simic Flash. Terrible person. Uh, <laughs> that deck's so annoying when you just are like, I've never got to resolve a spell for the rest of the game. Yeah. Like, I've had I've had games against them where they've countered my first six spells. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, oh, okay. Here, again, like, here, Elementals was the most represented deck at, like, 25%. And then Scape Shift. Like, there was no Scape Shift in, like, Diamond yeah. that we saw at all. And then... Uh, Mono Red, which I had not played against Mono Red but like twice in the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it was just a little bit of, you know, everything. Yeah. Uh, but again, mainly Elementals. Overall, because I think like that covers most of our bases here. Yeah. Uh, overall, uh, we had off meta again, King. But then it was Elementals and Vampires. Elementals at 17, Vampires at 12. And then shift at, like, eight was the next thing, I think. Yeah. So, again, like, kind of those top three, but we're seeing way more elementals. I don't know if elementals is just more fun to Probably. play in an arena than, like, uh, Simic slash, like, Bant Ramp. And it might be that we're rolling some of our, like, you know, some of the, the Simic or Bant Ramp decks get rolled in with elementals. Could be. Where, like, you know, they have a curve where they, like, play a... Uh, What's the blue green guy? Risen reef. Risen reef guy. Risen reef, and then maybe you kill them, or like yeah. they just play a couple risen reefs in like a thorn elemental, and you don't actually like see the don't realize which deck it is. Re-amp. Yeah, it could yeah. be something like that, but yeah, and we had like eight percent reanimator. Oh, we're doing it, man. Yeah. So yeah, so we had so we had Thack Daddy. Uh, Dieter Dieter was feeling himself this week. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Dieter. Yeah, Dieter was. Uh, what was his? It was like. When he started playing, uh, in I think platinum, platinum or gold, it was first it was Dieter playing Feather, mm. then it was yeet yeet I'm Deet deet <laughs> on Feather with four exclamation points, <laughs> then it was yeeting and deeting dot 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 you know what I'm playing
1: yeeting and deeting yeeting and deeting
0: <laughs> so D- Dieter, Dieter was having some fun, but I appreciate everyone who gave us stuff. Yep. Again, we keep saying the the meta game looks. Kind of different than what the paper meta game is, like I think there's just way more elementals yeah uh in uh on arena
1: could very well be we yeah. should also uh take a minute to congratulate you, right?
0: well, kinda I haven't won many games in mythic, but uh but you made it we, we made mythic again, yep. on the back of uh, Andre Strasky, <laughs> like I think he's carried me to mythic like each time yep, he's your boy yeah, I uh started playing the historic deck, and I've really only played I haven't really played that much, yeah. Uh, since I hit Mythic, I've only played eight games. I'm, like, four and four. Mm-hmm. I'm still, like, 97th or 98th percent. Like, yeah. I'm hoping that, like, Saturday and Sunday I can try to, like, make a run and yeah. get... We think it's still top thousand because we haven't started a new season, but I'm not yeah. 100% sure. I, I'm not sure. I, so, I don't like, think, I'm going to, uh, like, gun for top thousand yeah. uh, if we, if I'm feeling it. But, yeah, I think that it's... Um, the, the Kethys deck, I don't think people have really adjusted to it a lot. Right. Uh, It beats up on vampires, which I'm a fan of. Are all my wins against vampires? Like, that'd be hilarious. (laughs) Yes, I have beat nothing else in Mythic but vampires. (laughs) I am 4-0 against vampires and 0-4 against non-vampire things. I've lost to Red. I've lost to Esper.
1: Well, only sign on when people with vampires are playing. Hmm? Only sign on when people with vampires are playing.
0: I wish I could figure that out. I somehow lost to some Grix's mid-range pile. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, like, stupid, uh... Dreadhorde Butcher, yeah, just like runs away with games. Sometimes you're just like, sure oh, does. I guess I don't get to play now. <laughs> you played this two-drop garbage creature, and you're like, Nickabolas, Nickabolas deck. <laughs> I don't understand where this aggressive creature is coming from. Hopefully, I can get there. We mm-hmm. will, we will see. But I haven't played a lot. Like, just yeah. the deck was really good. I think I went like ten and four or better.
1: Yeah. So. Well, I mean, we were busy over the weekend, so yeah. Stands to reason.
0: Yeah. The the Plankation, I don't think we're going to get this out in time, but, like, uh, Mono Red Calamity yeah. is supposedly the best deck. I guess I should say the the thing is Zendikar Landfall. When you play a land, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you if you put a land, if it, you reveal a land, you draw it. If you reveal a creature, you put it on bottom and make a 1-1. One, one. And if you reveal a non-creature, you drain them for one. I had yeah. my opponent, like, reveal a non-creature... And play a uh, light up the stage on turn one. Whoo! Because so, I took a damage and then played light at the stage. I was like, "How did the? It's like, is there a bug?" And then I yeah. was like, "Oh, it's yeah. how it's supposed to work." And I was super confused. Hmm. Uh, I was like, "What the hell's going on?" But that seems like it might be the best deck. I just won. Like I went like six and one with Kethas.
1: Yeah, I didn't play it. Never. Maybe I'll sign on tonight. It's still going tonight, right? Yeah, it's going for till like Wednesday. Yeah, maybe I'll Wednesday hop on tonight Thursday. and
0: do it. It's pretty. It, it went pretty fast. Yeah. So like aggressive decks, like yeah. where your creatures are going to turn on one one. So that's well, why Calamity is good.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm in for Calamity anyway. That's I was playing that at the start of the season. So
0: yeah. So. So I think that's it. Like, get ready for a brand new Modern World.
1: Uh, get ready for a brand new Standard World.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's dinosaur coming up. life. Yeah. Uh,
1: well, I mean that's coming, and then it's going to rotate. So yeah, a lot going on. Um, we've still got GP Atlanta coming up for Legacy. Yeah. So we'll probably circle back to some Legacy content when we start testing for that.
0: Yeah, at least like what the metagame looks like and yep. things like that.
1: We uh, ran into some personnel issues with our commander video, so that didn't happen yesterday. Yeah, I think hopefully it happens, but we'll yeah, see. hopefully this weekend maybe. Other than that, I think uh, I think we did a nice job buttoning everything up.
0: Yeah, uh, get well, producer one.
1: Yeah. Please, Juan, we
0: need you. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, with that, if you want to catch us on
1: uh, Twitter, uh, tweet at us at Casual Tripod. Yep. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Casual try Hard MTG. Uh, you can email us at show at casualtryhardmtg dot com. Uh, check out our YouTube channel. If you're YouTube inclined, you can find our podcast there. And I'll see if I can find. Out how to link videos from you know some of our other content also we forgot to mention that we got a new follower from scotland right
0: yeah we did so we're, we're big time we're international we're bigger than haggis now in we're,
1: scotland we're getting there
0: yeah we're getting there
1: so thanks tell your friends
0: yes much appreciate it
1: yep uh,
0: so with that i think we're done for the week
1: i think so too we'll catch you at then